welcome to episode 111 of the Marin Weekly. I'm your host, Greg, and I'm joined by... Celeste. All right, it is... I'm losing track of time. It's six week. Six week. Six week. How was your fifth week? My fifth week was okay. Um, I buckled down and I had a couple of midterms, and thank God they're over. Um, I know for you, it's... They're strung out, and you got a ways to go, Greg. Yeah, I know. I have one last week, I have two this week, and I have one more next week. Um, but you know what was so cruel about this week was it was so nice outside. It was, I think Friday was nearing the 70s, if not in the 70s, and it was just so beautiful. The weather was incredible. I was wondering if the Wi-Fi worked outside. I never actually attempted mm. to go sit in the quad and study. Yeah. Honestly, it's hit or miss with that. Um, in springtime, people just flock to the quad, and so it often goes down. Um, but yeah, quad's beautiful. All the yellow leaves, fall colors. Yeah, the foliage is still so beautiful. Yeah, it, it just sucks, because you walk past that and you're like, you wish you had time to soak it all in, but you don't. Yeah. Well, after four years, or I guess for you, you know, it won't be so long. You can come back here, and, you know. Yeah. Look at all the people studying and just take in the beauty. Yeah, yeah. Um, but today it's, I see it's 51 degrees. It's gray. Yeah. I think it was rain. It's supposed to rain too. It's a good day for studying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, we might as well get into the news. So we'll start with you, Celeste. So we have an update on the recent robberies in Hyde Park. Um, a stolen gray Kia associated with the recent series of armed robberies in Hyde Park has been apprehended by UCPD, according to an update posted on the university's safety and security website on October 22nd. The stolen vehicle spotted near the location of the initial robberies was pursued by UCPD until it crashed at the intersection of 55th Street and Indiana Avenue. The driver was arrested and the other occupants of the vehicle fled. UCPD impounded the vehicle and recovered personal items from last week's robberies with the Chicago Police Department is still investigating. In an email from Associate Vice President for Safety and Security Eric M. Heath and Dean of Students Michelle Rasmussen, asserting that police presence on and near campus has been expanded since the recent robberies, they list new technologies such as cameras and license plate readers and a new strategic operations center as investments the university is making to promote safety on campus. They have such a dramatic thumbnail of of the on the website for this story, did you see it? No, I it's like didn't. this police officer shining his flashlight. Oh yes, you know? I see. It's like something straight out of a movie. But anyways, this is good news. Have you been on SideChat recently? Has there been any? I still it? have not downloaded oh, SideChat. Wow, <laughs> you got to do that. I know. I'm extremely late to the game. Um, yeah, so I'm not updated. What have what what have the what has side chat been? Oh, I haven't been on it in. Like oh, you months. haven't been on it so either. So that's why okay. I was asking you. Okay, so we're yeah. both um, really underinformed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, this is good news. Um, all right, and then as for so the university said it was increasing its police presence and whatnot, and we talked about this last week, and you know that's a good thing. Um, I think they introduced those. Um, patrol cars with you know the green lights on top of them mm -hmm. um, I think they introduced those last year they have 
um, people posted at the blue light things. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're armed though, but I think just having them present serves as a deterrent. Yeah. Um, but I'm assuming the UCPD officers are armed, right? That would make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what else, what other types of safety measures they could implement. Um, I don't know, increase those lift rides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one thing. I remember first year we had two students, there were several students stop, uh, shot in like 2021, um, like my first year, and I think summer before my first year, someone was shot on the red line paralyzed and they ended up, you know, dying. Um, wow. And then also that year, someone was mugged, they were shot and killed. I think there was another shooting, another two. Um, but, you know, the it, I have noticed changes over the past three years. Okay. Um, and also, there was, you know, a lot of outcry after those incidents. There was a huge protest on the quad my first year as well. Mm -hmm. You know, people calling for, you know, more UC, uh, you know, an expanded UCPD, UCPD presence. Um, and so, you know, the university, again, they have those cars with the green lights. I don't even know what to call them. Um, and then also they have um, CCT, CCTV cameras. Um, they expanded the presence of those. Whether or not I feel safer than I did first year, I think marginally. I think it also depends on where you live on campus, right? Mm -hmm. So if you, like we both live in Woodlawn. Yeah. So um, I would say I'm more, I guess, conscious or apprehensive when going outside, especially late at night. Whereas when I lived in Max P, like the central campus, it's not much of a concern. Yeah, I'm a little wary crossing the midway at yeah. night. Um, yeah, and I, having only been here five weeks, it's still, I'm still getting acclimated and figuring out best practices, but I guess no one really knows best practices. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some things that are just out of your control, mm -hmm. but. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think when it comes to issues like this, it's, you, I mean, I just feel like it's very controversial because on the one hand, you know, we're only here for four or so years, um, and it's like, it, it feels strange to advocate policies that benefit us when you have people who live on the South Side who live here, you know, for a lot longer than we do. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to minimize people's concerns or anything. It's just, I feel like there's some tension um, in that regard. Just like the university serving its students and its own interests and also, you know, considering what responsibility it has to the South Side. It's another mm -hmm. aspect of it. Yeah. Um, all right. So I guess on to lighter news, we can talk about the Maroon 2023 staff survey. Shout out to the Maroon's tech team for putting this together. So it's up on the website. It's been buried um, behind all of the news stories that came out last week. But there are some few interesting things that I guess we can talk about. Um, so I guess a bit of an introduction. So in spring quarter 2023, the Maroon conducted its first ever staff survey, uh, which it hopes to make an annual tradition. And it asked our, for our demographics to track the diversity of our staff and also to gather information about 
um, our staff's years at the Maroon, majors, and interests. So I won't go through the entire story or the entire survey since it's fairly long, but a few things stood out. So you'll see that 53.9% of us are majoring in social sciences, 26.3% in the humanities, and 17.1% in the physical sciences. Does that surprise you at all or no? Well, I'm not that familiar with the, you know, the Maroon staff, but I was going to ask you if it surprises you, knowing them. No, you know, campus newspaper, those are the vibes I get. Most people are... Okay, so you sense those? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I would have thought that more people would be majoring in, in, like, the hard sciences. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure why, but, I mean... I someone was talking about their chemistry major. I guess it's just you know bias of what I what I'd heard. Um, but I also kind of just had this assumption that people um, I don't know were moving more towards STEM ma- STEM majors are becoming more popular and people you know do newspaper and and, and whatever. But it doesn't have to necessarily have any um, correlation with their major. So mm-hmm. I kind of assumed this was like. A hobby and a and a and a you know way to to get a, take a load off mm-hmm. for like hard hard mm-hmm. science. Yeah, majors. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think that's sort of what it is for me. It's it's a nice hobby. But the other thing is that U Chicago doesn't have a journalism program. Um, and we did a crossover with Northwestern last year. They have a dedicated journalism program, and they take things very very seriously. Mm-hmm. Not that the Maroon doesn't, but theirs is like pretty elaborate. Um, but yeah, I would say that it tracks for me. It makes sense. But I like that about the Maroon that are, I guess that U Chicago doesn't have such a robust or any journalism program. So I mean, the Maroon can is really open to anybody, um, and it's not you know you don't feel pressure competitiveness to like, um, I don't know. Just if you'd like to participate in the Maroon, it seems that there's a way for you to do so in some capacity. Yeah, there's a niche. I agree. All right. Other facts. 22% of us went to high school in the Midwest, 18% of us in the Northeast, and 16% in the West. And by the way, I'm omitting, you know, smaller proportions. Any any thoughts on those facts? Honestly, I thought more of us would... would I thought the Northeast would be represented, like, more. It's only yeah. 18%. Midwest is, like, really high. Uh, that's very surprising to me. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I know I've definitely been... Well, news is dispersed very well, but I think Boston has some, um, like, the Boston Globe and some pretty established... Uh, the, on the East Coast, there's some pretty established... Um, newspapers that I think definitely influenced um, my interest in journalism. Um, but I don't know, you know, we're, we're all over the place. Do most of the people you know, are they from like Northeast and West? Um, or outside of the Maroon, I mean? Outside of the Maroon yeah. is East Coast, West Coast. East Coast. Yeah, yeah, I figured. Which is interesting then that the Maroon has such a big presence yeah. in the Midwest. Yeah. Huh. Strange. All right. What else? Um, there's 75% of us do not receive financial aid whatsoever. That kind of surprised me. I thought it would be higher. Um, 
I think just in general, when it comes to like financial aid and whatnot, U Chicago continues to surprise me. Apparently, among like you know top ten or top twenty whatever universities, um, U Chicago recruits a lot from you know private schools. You know, even more so than the Ivy Leagues. That was really surprising to me. I don't know why that is, um, but I mean, I guess that's sort of consistent. Like seventy-five percent is consistent with the university's recruiting practices or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what about you? Surprises or no? Um, I think. I definitely had the misconception that more people than not received financial aid. Now I receive financial aid. I, I, I don't. I never really um, was around. I'm not sure. It is a little surprising, but I think that I'm getting a better sense of how to gauge um, kind of this like elite environment. And mm-hmm. and I guess I I was wrong in that. A lot of people do have, you know, the money to pay for this, which makes sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just never stopped to think about it. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So in darker news, we will go to, uh, we'll talk about another SGP protest. So I know we talked about the Israel-Palestine protest on the pod last week, um, but we didn't cover another protest that happened on the Midway. So... SJP held a rally in support of Palestine and called for the university to divest from Israel on Friday, October 20th. Addressing hundreds of attendees gathered outside of Levi Hall, speakers demanded that UChicago divest from Israel and decried Israel's bombardment of Gaza. The speakers, who did not disclose their names because of media presence and out of fear of retaliation, were representatives from SJP, the Palestine Youth Movement, and Care Not Cops. Two university faculty members also spoke at the event. As the protesters began marching, a small group of counter-protesters wielding Israeli flags remained behind. They told the Maroon that they were not from any particular organization, and upon reaching the Crown School building, the organizers introduced a final speaker who identified himself as Michael. He spoke about the company General Dynamics, in which the named benefactors of the school, the Crown family, are substantial investors. The full story is up on the Maroon's website. And it was first reported by Sinjini Chakraborty. So I actually heard the protesters on the midway. I just happened to have my window open. Um, and so I had nothing else to do. So I just, you know, I went outside and I, I tried to, I couldn't find them. I could hear their voices like somewhere in the distance. And so I, I went up to the quad first because there was a lot of activity there earlier in the day. Didn't find anyone. And then I made my way back all the way down to the Crown School, and I got there right as they were ending. Um, I didn't realize that there were other reporters from the Maroon there. Um, I don't know if there's you know much else to say about this topic. I think we've talked about it a lot. Lots of emotions about this. Yeah, it's kind um, of like beating a dead horse. Yeah, at this it point. it really is, and I think. There are bound to be more protests. I don't know. Um, yeah. So I think we'll just leave it there. Is there anything else? Um, I, I Yeah, I don't know. I guess I would say I'm just a little anxious and fearful for the future because um, of the, just the strength of the, these pe- of, of, of the ideas and the ideologies. Um, it always leads to, you know, an uprise in violence. And so... 
um, that's that's just a little scary. But I guess you know, there's nothing to say. We'll see how it unfolds. And obviously, people on all on both sides have a lot of strong emotions, and I don't expect it to to fizzle out or die down. This is obviously going to continue. So yeah. All right. We'll leave it there. Hopefully next week we have some uh, more, some lighter news. Um, all right, so with that, signing off, I'm Greg. I'm Celeste. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>